0: Hi, everyone. This is Bernie Ray with another episode of Intro to Zen Online, a daily guided meditation podcast series uh, to help people cope with the um, psychological toll of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I'm a professor at Williams in the English department, um, and I'm making this um, first and foremost with Uh, the Williams College community in mind, students, faculty, staff, alums, parents, Um, but uh, I would be delighted if people beyond this community um, found this series of use as well. So uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, welcome. I hope you're doing okay hanging in there. Um, And if any of you have any comments or questions about this series or things you'd like me to talk about in future recordings, my email address is brhie at williams.edu. Um, please feel free to write, whether you're part of the Williams community or not. Um, so I happened to actually uh, get an email this morning from a student, a Williams student, who uh, is in government quarantine in Beijing. Um, and she was writing about um the deep uncertainty she feels and and how that is um the kind of how that is one of the more challenging things about um this 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 current moment um how long is this going to last how bad will it get um when will be she be able to see uh, her friends again, when will things return to normal? Uh, will they all of that um, and she she said that it would be um, nice if I address this in a future podcast episode so um, I decided I think that 's a wonderful idea, and so I want to do that this morning. So I just want to speak before I jump into the meditation for today just a couple for a couple minutes about how the practices that we 're doing. Um, can help us cope with the deep, profound uncertainty that we're all feeling right now. So, um, I think the first thing that I want to say is that there's a certain level of anxiety and fear about what's going on that I think is quite natural um, and perhaps even inevitable. I mean, who among us could look at what is going on, what their eyes open, and not feel some anxiety and fear, um, not only just for ourselves, but for the world? Um, we cannot know how things are going to turn out. We know people are suffering now. We know many, many more people will suffer in the coming weeks and months, um, and perhaps even longer than that. Um, not just from the virus itself, but from all the various forms of fallout that this pandemic is producing, economic, social, etc. So we know there is this present suffering and a kind of unknown amount of future suffering. And so how could we not feel um, worried about that? So there is nothing wrong, I want to say right off the bat, with feeling that kind of worry. It is normal, inevitable, and I think even healthy, right, to feel that kind of concern um, for the state of the world. At the same time, and I think this is um, what my student was asking about, um, and this is what I want to speak about right now, it is very possible, I think, um, common these days for those natural worries to spiral a bit and even get out of control, where um, a kind of uh, very understandable level of concern and worry for the world uh, starts to spiral, starts to kind of circle back and forth, starts to lead to rumination, um, obsessive thinking, and even into um, panic. That is the kind of second-order anxiety that meditation can really help with. Um, so the kind of meditation that we've been doing and that we're going to do in just a, in a couple minutes is you know I'll, I'll invite us to settle down and then eventually to bring our awareness to a what I've been calling an anchor, a meditative anchor, uh, which is either sounds in our environment or um, the sensations of our breath different traditions use different anchors some traditions use mantras some use the flame of a candle some use uh you know um, the image or the name of divinity um so so anchors can vary widely but most uh, of the major meditative traditions of the world all use some kind of anchor um, which we can come back to after our minds have been pulled away or hooked by a thought. Um, so we start to, we have a thought, maybe it's a daydream. We notice that and we come back to the breath or to the sounds in our environment. We get pulled away again by, oh, I, oh God, I wish I could go on that, that trip, you know? Um, and then we pull our awareness Back to the breath, or to sounds, to to whatever anchor we're using. But then, given what's going on in the world, we may think, "Oh, wait, I can't go on that trip because of what the the coronavirus pandemic and God, I don't know when I'm going to be able to, to go on a trip again." And you know, and and what's going to happen with uh, my economic stability, my finances? What's going to happen? And then you can start to just quickly, right? One thought leads to another, um, and you start to uh, not just be pulled away by thoughts, but thoughts, beget more thoughts, and we start to, and then we may even start to feel anxious that we're feeling that that anxious, right? And so we start to say, oh, my God, I'm, I can't stop thinking about this. I um, I, I got to settle down. I can't, you know, and we start to feel agitation in our chest, the tightening up of our throat. We start to feel different kinds of sensations that accompany um this heightened kind of anxiety, this second order anxiety that I'm talking about. Um, The directions are the same. As soon as we can notice that we're doing that, and it might take a little longer, it might be harder when the thoughts, like thoughts of anxiety, like I'm talking about, have more juice, right? Have more pull to them. But nevertheless, when we notice that we're being pulled away by whatever... Thoughts are pulling us away, including super anxious thoughts about the pandemic and our futures and what the future holds. We just notice that. And then we gently bring our awareness back to the breath or to sounds in our environment. We will have to do that over over and over again. But every time we do that, we are increasing our ability, even if it's only super gradually, to not be so hooked, carried away by those kinds of thoughts, any kinds of thoughts, but especially by those extra anxious, second order, fearful thoughts, right, Um, where we're not just feeling concerned for people around us, but then, you know, just spinning off into um, those spiraling trains of anxiety and worry and even panic. No matter what the thought, no matter how intense or, you know, emotionally juicy it is, when we notice that we've been pulled away we just acknowledge what has pulled us away and we bring ourselves back to the anchor time and again and I think I'd like to add right now that please, when you notice that you've been pulled by this kind of anxiety any anxiety or fear and you bring your awareness back to the breath please do so super gently because the worst thing that we can do when we are feeling anxious or fearful is to beat ourselves up for feeling anxious or fearful um one of the worst things That someone can say to you when you are feeling anxious or that you can say to someone else when you see that they're anxious is, oh, come on, just calm down. Just calm down. Right. Like think of how that has made you feel when other people have told you that in the past and how well has it worked when you've tried on other people. Right. Um, Yes, if only it was that easy. Right. But it's not. What our fear and anxiety is asking of us, needs of us, is not more anxiety and fear, which would want to use meditation technique to to get a grip on our emotions and get ourselves under control and to calm down, right, in that kind of fearful and aggressive way. But what our fear and anxiety needs is gentleness and compassion and understanding, acknowledgement. It makes sense that we're feeling fearful and anxious. So we're not using this practice to not get a grip or to make that anxiety and fear go away, as it were, but just to bring ourselves back to the present moment and stop spinning off as often, as uncontrollably, into the kind of time traveling that can lead to exaggerated suffering. Um, One way of describing what meditation practice is, is a way of helping us not spend so much time time traveling, projecting into the future, ruminating, dwelling on the past, but rather opening ourselves into the wonder and the beauty of the present moment. One way that people have described um, what Zen practice is ultimately about is by calling it the practice of not knowing, um, a way to be more at home in not knowing. Uh, a really famous Zen teacher named Shunryu Suzuki Roshi, who founded San Francisco Zen Center, um, he, he often described the quality of mind they were trying to cultivate in Zen practice as beginner's mind. And the title of his really influential book about Zen practice is called Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. Um, wait, excuse me one second. I'm going to open the window of my car right now because it's getting a little hot. The sun is, is beautifully um, coming down on my car. I'm parked, uh, for those of you who know, Williamstown in the parking lot of the Clark Art Institute. It's, um, I've been looking for quiet places to come record these um, podcasts, and, and this uh, is actually a perfect spot. So anyway, uh, sorry about the interruption, but, um, and that buzzing of the plane, you might hear in the distances of a plane that's circling above Williamstown right now, I guess, taking in the sights on a Sunday morning. Um, but so Suzuki Roshi talked about the quality of mind that we're trying to cultivate when we do Zen practice as beginner's mind, um, and a Korean Zen teacher named Sung San Sinim uh, described Zen as the cultivation of only don't know mind, a mind that doesn't strive for certainty, doesn't try always to know what's going on, to have control over what's going on. And I think that is exactly the kind of mind that can help us in this time of genuine uncertainty. So when you start to feel unsettled, profoundly anxious about the uncertainty of our current moment, use the breath to come back from the thought patterns, which would try to get a fix on, try to figure out what to think, like to try to predict what's going to happen in the future. We can't know. Right now, come back to the present moment and open yourself up to the wonder of that moment. Because one of the, the potential downsides of spinning off into the future, into worry about the future, into anxiety about the future, is that it can close us off to the unforeseen possibilities of the present moment, to the forms of connectedness, an open-heartedness and improvisatory creativity that the present moment holds. Fear, anxiety, and panic close down not just the mind, but the heart. And what we need now more than ever, both for ourselves and both for our communities, is open-heartedness, open-mindedness, so that we can creatively respond. To whatever the moment holds. And who knows what those responses will look like? We can't know. But each of us in our different location, if we are in the moment, we'll be more able to respond as needed for what our family, our friends, our communities, the world might need. But if we are lost in the reactivity of fear, and panic, we won't have that responsive capability so ready to hand. So, you know, people have sometimes called meditation a form of self care and sometimes criticized it on those grounds as kind of self indulgent, right? Um, you know, as a luxury. People worrying more about their own state of mind, their own uh, peace of mind, rather than doing what they they can for the world. I would actually say that's um, a misconception of what meditation practice is about. It is a kind of form of self-care, but it's actually um, a form of care that softens the self, opens the self up to the moment, and for that reason opens the self up to what the world is calling for. Um, It's a form of practice that actually dissolves the boundary between self and other. And I think that is what we need right now. The connectedness, the care, and the improvisatory freedom to respond as needed, to do what we can for each other. Um, so I apologize. I went on I, longer than I had planned to, but um, as I began speaking, um, I realized that this is something I wanted to say this morning. So, um, so let's get to the practice, okay, because that is really what I most want to offer um, all of you in these podcasts. So please,